Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Everybody is entitled to their 15 minutes of fame. Now you'll get to hear some of those people share their wisdom and insight on the fame game on Voice America Kids. Now here's your host, Maddie Rose. Thank you. Welcome to the program on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Maddie Rose, and today we have a special interview with Tony LaConte for Stargazing for Everyone. So tell me a little bit about of your business and what exactly does it do in, or consists of? Well, we are uh, professional stargazers. We bring out our telescopes and our inflatable planetariums to schools, youth groups, community groups, church groups, resorts throughout all of the Southwest. And our main goal is to excite people about the nighttime sky, teach them about you know what's up there, just walk outside <laughs> your door and look up, yeah. and uh, try to get them um, you know away from the Nintendos and the televisions, getting yeah. back to uh, the natural uh, things in our environment, and maybe inspire them to read a little bit, find something that interests them, and read. And when we emphasize reading, we don't care if they're reading about race cars or astronomy or stargazing or whatever, just to find something that they really like, have a passion for, and get them reading. Yeah, so would you say that your business kind of is an educational tool? Well, I, I like to think of it as an edutainment tool. Yeah, because it is very entertaining, right? Exactly. Yeah. What we try to do is uh, come in and be a science enrichment activity for schools and, mm -hmm. and youth groups like Scouts. Yeah. And then make it entertaining. You know, science doesn't have to be all those little you know equations and everything. Yeah. It can be learning about all the imaginary images that are in the sky or the distances to the stars or how big the planets are and yeah. you know, things like that. Yeah. So what is your position or part of the stargazing for everyone? I am the founder and owner with my wife, Carol. Yeah. And we've been doing this full time for about uh, 10 years, going on to our 11th year now. And uh, prior to that, I was an electronic engineer for 30 years. And wow. if you ever saw the movie Hunt for Red October. I think I have. I I've heard of it. <laughs> I actually uh, rode those nuclear submarines as an engineer. Wow. Uh, chasing after the uh, Soviet threat back in the 60s and 70s. Oh, wow. And uh, so it was That's a lot of fun. Oh, a lot of fun doing yeah, that. Yeah, it's really interesting. And so what would you say the age range is from on your stargazing? Uh, it's for ages all ages uh, we, all ages we, you know, with our inflatable planetarium uh, we go out to preschools and we talk about the coyote and how the stars got in the oh, sky i have a nephew and he's like going to be five and i bet he would love that oh it would be perfect for that yeah. <laughs> and then even at the telescopes uh, the young ones uh, we have step stools for them and mm -hmm. we teach them to keep their hand over one yeah. eye so that they can look through the telescope and we do programs for a college group senior retirement home so from three to 93 or even above uh, you know we we have something that will excite them and uh, you know, a lot of times the uh, the seniors in our community, when they were growing up, there weren't all these city lights in Arizona. Yeah. It was nice and dark. Yeah. And they, they, they tell us stories about seeing meteor showers and things that they've seen in the sky. It's really a lot of fun talking yeah. to the seniors. It sounds a lot of fun. I'd probably have to try it sometime. Mm. 
So I hear that you've been on many local TV stations to promote your business. So can you name a few of those and what you've done? Well, it's actually, uh, they call us as a uh, science resource or an astronomy resource. Yeah. Uh, we do get to promote our business. They put that little tagline underneath, Tony yeah. Laconte, stargazing for everyone. Yeah. But most of the time they're asking us about, you know, there's a lunar eclipse coming up. You know, describe what a lunar eclipse is or a meteor shower or, you know, some sort of special space event. And we'll come in and we'll talk to them. Our most recent one uh, was uh, with Channel 10 and John Hook. Uh, oh, we were okay. talking about I've a, heard of him before. Yeah, oh, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah we were, the Channel 10, Channel 15, 3, Was that on five, Fox, right? Yeah, Fox, Fox 10, right? Yeah. yeah, we went down to the studios. We were actually up on their old helipad mm -hmm. uh, looking at the moon and waiting wow. for the eclipse to take That's place. That's really exciting. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. And so I know I've heard of other business calls and one of which was saving one horse and one child at a time. Do you have any specific goals for your business? Nope, just exciting people about the general nighttime sky. Uh, we've had some really great uh, stories where uh, there's been some you know, students at a particular school, they were kind of floundering around, didn't really yeah. have, a, have a goal or, or, or any um, you know, things that they were interested in. And we came out of our telescopes and it kind of sparked an interest. And uh, in the Peoria School District, one young man uh, kind of turned around and all of a sudden his grades went to a low C up to A's and he wow. ended up in the Air Force Academy. And he comes to our programs and he always tells his mom, if it wasn't for all those telescope shows that <laughs> he went to, he may not have gone to the Air Force Academy. Yeah. I think the cool part about it, though, is that some kids, when they first try it, they might not really see it as fun, I would mm -hmm. say, because they never really got to experience it or they never knew that they had a passion for that. Right. But then once they try it, they get all into it and mm -hmm. then they just go wild. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing that uh, we find that's real exciting for them is one, if we're doing a program when the moon is up, we mm -hmm. literally put you about 600 miles above the surface of the moon, and you can see the shadows of the craters there. And then anyone that brings out a simple digital camera, mm -hmm. uh, they can hold it right up to the eyepiece, and we take pictures of the moon, Jupiter, wow. Saturn. You get the so rings cool. of Saturn on your picture, yeah, 900 then, million miles away. That's so cool, though. I've always thought of that. Like I know, remembering as a kid, I would look up at the sky and be like, wow, there's so many stars up there, and I just can't see the planets. I wish there were some way I could see him mm -hmm. and then that'd be really cool to even take pictures or even look at it because I know even right now I look at the moon every single night and I wonder I'm like wow I wish I could really see it like up close and personal kind of right and that's what our telescopes do and uh, when you looking through the telescopes you know you, you can really get a real good view of the moon see the craters and then naming the craters finding out who they're named after you know Copernicus yeah. Tycho Brahe you know yeah. all the great astronomers there's just so from, many great names oh they're, they're they're fantastic and then to think of the size of them 60 miles across two miles deep yeah. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Maddie Rose, and today we have a special interview with Tony LaConte with Stargazing for Everyone. But yeah, it's really exciting, though, that you get to see all that kind of great stuff. And I get to do it just about every night of the week. And I wow. get to do it with my wife, Carol, and a lot of our volunteers, uh, Jim and Vicki Palmer, Steve Dermer, Stephen mm -hmm. Duff, uh, John Caprino, Rick and Ginger Bauer. 
uh, you know, Kevin Lagore. There's lots of people that come out with us and volunteer. And we always invite people to bring their own binoculars, bring yeah. their own telescopes. We help them set it up. We teach them how to use it. And then they become part of our volunteer group. And yeah. uh, uh, it's just a lot of fun. You get to socialize with people that have a common interest. And then the people coming out to our programs, uh, you know, at the Maricopa County Parks or the Challenger Space Center, uh, they learn a lot. Uh, we give the, everyone that comes gets a map of the sky for the month of the event, oh, wow. so they get to take that's that really home. Cool. We show them what's in the sky, and then they have something go. Yeah, that's what he said. That's what they were pointing to. This is what I saw. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun type of thing there. And yeah. that piece of paper, that map that goes home with them, mm-hmm. you know, that may be that catalyst that sparks the youngster to yeah. look up, you know, on Wikipedia or something on the internet, yeah. find out about Orion or find out about Taurus or. How, how many moons Jupiter has and things yeah, like that. Yeah, I know when I look at something and I'm like so curious about it, I just can't get it off my head. Mm-hmm. So I'll start looking it up on the internet trying to research about it because I'm just so darn like curious about it. Right, and I and I, and I love with the youngsters, my grandchildren do the same thing. Uh, uh, one just graduated high school, the other one is a senior. Oh. And when they come out to our programs and they're, they're looking through the telescopes, They'll go, Grandpa, you know, where can I find out more about this? Yeah. And I used to tell them, well, you need to go to the library. Well, now mm-hmm. with the Internet, you have the, yeah. the entire world in your, in your <laughs> kitchen or whatever. Yeah. So have you ever, like, encountered any, like, Pacific constellations or meteor showers or something, like, out of the or- – not out of the ordinary – you're not talking about UFOs, are you? No, okay. not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, if you have, well, then... We, we've had some really uh, great experiences. We were out at Usury Mountain Park uh, down in the Goodyear area, and we were setting up uh, our telescopes one evening, and all of a sudden the whole parking lot just turned bright green. Wow, and I that thought, is creepy. Well, it really was because we <laughs> thought someone had a big flashlight. Yeah. And I said, please turn off the light. And everyone's going, we don't have a light. And we looked up, and here was this bolide, a fireball going through the sky. It was wow. a meteor, and it was glowing green, and it was bright enough that it lit up, and we had shadows in the parking lot. Wow, that's kind of crazy. Whoa, it was re- yeah. And you could really watch it, and then kind of fragmented at the end. Yeah. It, it sounds pretty cool, though, like getting able to see all those great things. It's mm-hmm. like it's unpredictable. Yep, you just never know. So, yeah, I know I've heard of things... Um, on like Yahoo, just like on the front page, like those related articles and mm-hmm. such, like the sky, the whole sky turning green and like Europe or something yeah. and like purple and all these weird colors. But I always wonder about that. Well, some of those just may be, you know, like the Aurora, yeah. uh, you know, depends upon where they are. But, you know, the fireballs sometimes, you know, those are really just large meteors. And uh, when they enter our atmosphere, they're up 40 or 50 miles Mm -hmm. up. But as they come in, uh, that friction with our atmosphere heats them up. The gases, if there are any gases ejecting from there. Um, You know, there's lots of neat things that you can see. And and like you say, you just never know. You know, you'd be looking one way and all of a sudden the crowd is looking the other way. And they see it and you turn around and it's gone. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the constellations, uh, always looking for, you know, shooting stars. Satellites now. This International Space Station goes across. So there's lots of things up there that, you know, just walking outside your backyard you can see. Yeah. So do you come to them like everywhere around yep. the valley mm-hmm. that's why it's called stargazing for everyone yeah, so. <laughs> yeah we travel uh, literally all over the southwest we've done programs up uh, just outside of reno nevada we've done programs up in vegas uh denver southern california new oh. mexico so you travel a lot then we travel uh probably well we're doing programs 
anywhere from six to seven days a week, mm-hmm. whether we do the daytime programs at the schools yeah. with our planetariums or the nighttime programs with our telescopes. And sometimes, you know, we travel. Uh, a couple years back, we did um, two or three days down in Yuma where mm-hmm. we actually stay there, you know, and we do planetarium yeah. programs at different schools. And then we did a stargazing event for the whole city of Yuma one time. Oh, wow. Actually, so that a couple was, times. it was probably a really big event then. It was. You know, the, uh, their Parks and Recreation Department uh, mm-hmm. reserved a park area, and they yeah. t- set up bleachers, and we did our slide presentation. And uh, so our, all of our programs consist of the telescope viewing and a multimedia presentation and teaching people to use their maps. And like I said, everybody gets a map. Yeah. So what was your reason of creating this business? Uh, that's a whole other story. Uh, I was actually working for as an engineer for Honeywell, and mm-hmm. my nephew uh, was going to school, and they were studying about the plants. He mentioned to his teacher that his uncle had a telescope, and she said, could he bring it in? And the next thing I know, I'm doing it for two schools and four schools and the Maricopa County Parks, and then the Challenger Space Center opened. And pretty soon I was doing 30, 40, 50 programs, you know, a month and uh, so we said you know let's give up the engineering and become a professional stargazer oh wow well that's just really interesting i love how different businesses have their different ways of kind of having a unique way of creating their own Mm -hmm. business let's take a break i'm maddie rose keep it right here you're listening to voice america kids Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Want to laugh yourself silly over the crazy happenings of the celeb world and beyond? Tune in to Behind the Mask on Voice America Kids. Your hosts will uncover the celebrities you know and love, along with some that you might not know in this country, but they are admired across the world. But it's not just the famous that need to look out. We'll look inside the music biz, stage, and of course, the big screen. Listen to Behind the Mask every Thursday at 8 p.m. on Broadway and 5 p.m. Hollywood side on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. 
You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Thank you. Welcome back to the program on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Maddie Rose, and today we're here with our special guest, Tony LaConte, with Stargazing for Everyone. So, do you feel close to your business or something you would say that you love to do? Well, actually, uh, it's like a passion. I don't even call it a business. Yeah. Um, I've been looking through telescopes for more than 50 years. I actually wow. started in 1953, if you can imagine going back that far. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's something that um, I've always had a love for. My dad knew about the stars, and he kind of showed us the constellations. We were back in mm-hmm. New York, about 40 miles outside of New York City, and uh, we still had some dark skies back in the early 50s, and he could point out the constellations. You could still see the Milky Way from there. Wow. And then my That's- First, cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. And a lot of people miss that now. Uh-huh. But my first view through a telescope was the rings of Saturn, and I thought wow. that was so cool. And Just uh, being I, able to see it kind of close yeah, is it's, like it's right really, in front of me. <laughs> there it is. You can almost reach out and touch it. And, uh, you know, so that kind of sparked an interest, and it was a lifelong learning interest. And I've uh, um, been reading books, and pretty much it's all self-taught and, uh, you know, uh, being parts of uh, different astronomy groups over the years and uh, you know moving from place to place when I was in the service I always kept on looking at the uh, at the stars so it's something I've done for you know many many years and it's just uh, uh, more of a passion than a business yeah I love that word passion because I'm passionate about things too there you go so I can relate to that Mm -hmm. (laughs) so if you could describe your business in only two words how would you describe it well, it's, it's actually a contraction. Be edutainment. 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 Okay, I'll count that as two words. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I love that word. <laughs> so, has your business won any awards or holds the titles of any specific thing? Well, not really awards. Uh, the uh, business itself is yes. a uh, you know it's a home based business, mm-hmm. and we're just out there. We've gotten lots of plaques from different schools mm-hmm. for thanking us to come out and. Uh, uh, we've done uh, some really cool things with various large companies like Honeywell and Sony Corporation. Oh. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun there. Uh, personally, I've done some observing uh, programs where you belong yeah. to the Astronomical Society and you turn in your, your observations. You get plaques and certificates. We've done those. But our, our reward is more uh, what we call the wow factor. Yeah. When the kids I've come up to before. the uh, <laughs> yeah the kids come up to the telescope and they look at the moon, they go wow or cool or you know that's our reward for that, getting them really really excited. Yeah. Okay, so how can people find out more? information about stargazing for everyone because this sounds like a really great business mm-hmm. with a great feel for it and I think I'm just going to check it out also but for others out there who are listening how can they contact you well we have a number of uh, we have two websites we have our stargazing for everyone website that's stargazing for for everyone.com and then we have our planetarium website which is called night sky show n-i-g-h-t skyshow.com and both of them uh, kind of cross link to each other and our uh, phone number for our office is area code 623-979-1393 and if we're not in the office like now yeah. uh, they can just leave a message and we'll get back to them and they can e- email me at tony at nightskyshow.com or tony at stargazing for 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 everyone.com Okay, well, thank you so much for stopping by the Fame Gate, and I really appreciate you taking the time to do this interview with me. No problem. It's been a lot of fun, and thank you for having us on.
You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Maddie Rose, and our topic today is we're going to be looking back at 2010 since 2011 is finally here. And I hope you like all like the launching of the Voice America Kids Network. I hope you've tuned into my show or maybe some of the other shows. But if you haven't checked out my show, then maybe you can. So to look back at 2010... I would say this little bit, I would call it, it's time to look back and to look forward. So in 2010, did you know, according to AOL, the top 10 best pop songs of 2010 were, starting with number 10, Rude Boar by Rihanna, 9, Bad Romance by Lady Gaga. And haven't we heard a lot of Lady Gaga this 2010 year? And maybe we'll hear more about her in this 2011, but we never know. And for ranking in number eight, we have OMG by Usher and seven, Break Your Heart by Teo Cruz and six, Just the Way You Are by Bruno Mars and five, Need You Now by Lady Antebellum, four, Airplanes by B.O.B., Nothing on You by B.O.B. for number three, number two is Love the Way You Lie by Eminem and for number one, I really, I really thought it was going to be a Lady Gaga song just to be honest because in past award shows that I've heard of, like the MTV A's and the MTV Music Video Awards, all that, it was all Lady Gaga. But it turns out that Katy Perry actually stole the first place of the top 10 best pop songs of 2010s with her song, California Girls. And let me just say, I absolutely love that song. Not just because I'm a California girl myself, but I just really like the beat and I think it's really cool. But, you know, the cool thing about all these songs, I've heard every single one of these songs. So I'm very familiar with these songs and I can definitely say that these are songs that I would have figured that would have come up on a list sometime. And some other popular shows in 2010 were Glee, Modern Family, The Vampire Diaries, True Blood and Raising Hope. I know you've probably heard about a couple of these shows on a different show called Take Two because they're, you know, focusing on some of these TV shows. But I have to say, out of this list of the popular shows, Glee, I just absolutely love this show. It might be iffy depending on your age range, but for me, I just absolutely love this show because, I mean, it's so dramatic but I love the songs that they sing and kind of the whole concept of the whole, you know, I'm in high school, I'm facing all these difficulties, so I'm singing about it. It's just pretty cool. And I just love all the characters because it really makes that show come alive and what it is. And um, also mentioning in this popular shows list was The Vampire Diaries. And, you know, I've read the first book of this series because it's actually a book series and I really liked it I actually did a school report on it and I thought it was really exciting to hear that a show came out with it and I know I've probably been behind on that because I know there's been a couple seasons so far but I haven't really you know seen the show but I will look into getting to see that show because it really is great book and also with True Blood, it's also another vampire story. I don't know if um, some of you know this, but when it comes to books, all I read is vampire books. I don't know why. It's just that they interest me so much. I've read every single one of the Twilight books. And Breaking Dawn, the last one, is like almost 800 pages. And I read that in like about a week. I was like on a frenzy for reading. 
And also, I think that, you know, just some of these shows that were listed are just great shows. And some things to look forward to in 2011 are bigger and better songs. We all know that we have great songs from 2010 and 2009 and all the past generations of music that we have because, to tell you the truth, we have a lot of them. There's been decades and decades of songs. There's been 70s, 80s, 90s, and now the 2000s. So bigger and better songs and probably some of these big songs will be from your favorite artists. Maybe Rihanna, even maybe more from Lady Gaga. I know that I've heard that her new album Born the Way You Born the Way You Are by Lady Gaga. So there's probably some big songs coming out even by Usher, maybe Teo Cruz. If you like rap, maybe there's something for you or you know, just contemporary singing, anything. We never know. It's unpredictable. And even in 2011, some things to look forward to is great new shows and even some great new movies. I know I've heard from one of my friends at school that they're coming out with a new rendition of Snow White starring some of the Disney Channel stars and or Nickelodeon stars. I know that they're kind of trying to decide whether to put Miranda Cosgrove, Selena Gomez or I think some other star too, to be Snow White. So I think that we're going to be seeing a lot of renditions from, you know, classic movies or just some new movies that we'll just love. And also, we can never forget this, never. In 2011, new stars will be discovered. Maybe I'll be one of them. Let's hope so. But we never know. So we're going to have to look forward to that. And I know I've got um, some great things to look forward to in 2011 with Voice America Kids. With my show, we're going to have some great things. Um, Maybe even a couple giveaways. You just got to watch out for my show because you never know. One day, there's just going to be a giveaway. It's going to be popping up. And then you're just going to be like, okay, I'm going to need to tune in the next time so I know about that. So every time you got to tune in. Okay, so I would like to switch the topics and move on to American Idol. Okay, so there has been nine seasons of American Idol, which means nine people have won the title of American Idol. So I know the last American Idol, um, you know, I actually can't remember the last American Idol. It's been that long. I can't believe it. Um, I remember that um, some of the biggest stars came out of American Idol, though. I really remember that, though. Like Kelly Clarkson, I believe that she was the very first American Idol to win. And now she's like a national phenomenon, along with Carrie Underwood, who sings country. She came out of American Idol. And we have Jordan Sparks, who sings a variety of songs. And we see her all the time. And then um, we got some... The thing about American Idol, I think, that makes it great is that there's just so many unique singers that come on that show to audition. And I mean, some of them all may not be the best singers, but it's a very entertaining show to see the different styles. I know that there is this one girl that came on because they're starting editions now. And what they did was... She sang the song Baby by Justin Bieber in opera. It was the craziest thing, but it did hold attention, which was great because it got more attention to the show. And I would just like to say that it kind of makes up what American Idol is. There's a different varieties of songs, and we're going to have new singers all the time that we might not 
think that's a different style because it's going to be their own personal style, which makes it even more unique. So let's take a break. I'm Maddie Rose. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you believe in the supernatural? Well, some do and some don't, which is why Beyond the Third Dimension looks at both sides. You have one host who believes in ghosts, while the other can't think of anything more ridiculous. Put them together and you get some great discussion and some real discoveries and exploration of the paranormal and then some. Tune in to Beyond the Third Dimension, airing Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. And try not to be afraid of things that go bump in the night. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids face very tough and very real issues every single day. It can be bad. It can be ugly. Now there's something good that can help. Tune in to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll discuss the issues and provide solutions and connections to solutions that you will be able to use. Our show goes right to the heart of today's kids and beyond. Your parents will probably want to listen in, too. The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly airs Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern, on Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes, they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune in to Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back to the program on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Maddie Rose with the Fame Game. And to, right now, we're going to be talking about American Idol. Um, so I just remembered, you know, just had one of those sudden moments where you re- of realization. And I just remembered that last year's winner is Lee DeWise. Okay, so since we've known now that there has been nine seasons of American Idol, like I said, which means nine people have won the title, um, there's more seasons to come, obviously, because American Idol is just one of those shows that you're just never going to get rid of. Like America's Got Talent, it kind of slowly eased into people's, like, you know, kind of their attention, But then now it's like a national thing where it's just like there's new things every single year. There's new talent every year and there's new kinds of people every year. 
And it's really cool, though. Okay, so this will be American Idol's 10th season. And not only will this be American Idol's 10th season, but American Idol has now two new judges to replace Paula and Simon who have left the show. And I really don't know why they left the show. I know that um, Paula Abdul now has this new show called Live to Dance. And it's um, on ABC, which I think is quite frankly kind of funny, though, because it's like you move away from your like show that you've been on for like 15 or more years. And then you like go and create your own show, which there's nothing wrong with it, because I think it's pretty cool that, you know, you get to have your own profession, your own, you know, things that you love to do, because she used to be a dancer, she used to be a singer, she used to be everything, which is perfect for her own show, and perfect for what was American Idol. And also, so the two new stars because these are celebrities that we all know and we've all heard of. And maybe if you haven't heard of it, then I'll describe who they are. And you might just kind of have what I've had just a minute ago, you know, a sudden realization. Okay, so one first new judge is Jennifer Lopez, a.k.a. J-Lo. And she's an actress and pop sensation. She also is signed on to be one of the first global ambassadors of Gillette. You know, the shaving cream? Yeah, she's just an ambassador. That thought I'd mention that. Found that out this morning. So, and also, Steven Tyler. He is the Aerosmith frontman and is also part of the rock music family. He's very rocky. He can reach those really high notes that probably nobody else could reach and I've seen it on the show because they just started auditions and they've been having auditions everywhere and like I said there's so many people that there's been and it's just crazy and then finally the third judge is Randy Jackson the only remaining judge from the original panel of the judges that American Idol ever had and you know something that I kind of noticed now of the three American Idol judges is it seems like Randy, since the other two are new to the whole American Idol judging thing, you know, they might kind of be a little bit of a softy so far because they're still, you know, sad that like when you say no to that person, but I think they're getting used to it now. They're getting in the rhythm of it. But Randy Jackson seems to be more the strict person though which I think is okay because, you know, you kind of need a little toughness on, you know, that kind of thing if you're going to be doing this show. And also, so now Randy sits in Simon's seat because I think it'd be pretty odd to have another person sit in Simon's seat. Okay, so, and I've also received information that American Idol has actually changed their rules, kind of. And they're kind of bending the rules now. They're um, allowing people to be 15 to audition now. So, you know what that means? Two more years for you people out there, including me. Because I've always wanted to go on American Idol. And I'm going to be turning 13 in March, so I think all the time, okay, three more years, you know, 12 years of life have gone by, only three more years. And then now I could just be like, wow, two more years. That just like cuts down a whole 365 days to wait. So, you know, 15, I think it's pretty cool because, you know, there's ounces and ounces and tons of talent in 15 year olds also. And I think that we're pretty mature to you know, 15-year-olds to be going and auditioning on American Idol. And I think um, we're going to be seeing some exciting things from American Idol, so I'll keep you updated on that. Okay, so I'd like to change the topic that we are on and 
kind of talk about this little bit that I have right now called celebrity lookalikes. And, okay, so Leighton Meester and Minka Kelly. And Leighton Meester um, used to play on Gossip Girl. And um, now those two, so Leighton Meester and Minka Kelly, they're both on that new um, movie called The Roommate where they're, like, scaring the heck out of each other. Um, that's what it said. So, you know, I've never seen that movie, and I probably intend not to because ounces of scariness can scare me to death. So <laughs> not like the people on the third dimension, though. They're like ghost hunters, and they're going to be actually, you know, probably going to be encountering some crazy things. You know, if I was in their position, I would be scared to death. So this is why this is the fame game and not the ghost channel, because I would be scared. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Maddie Rose, and today we're talking about celebrity lookalikes. Okay, so the next pair of celebrity lookalikes are Kiara Knightley and Natalie Portman. Many of you may have heard of them. They're actors, just like actresses. You know, they've been on tons of movies and all that good stuff. And Javier Bardem and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. You know, I'm not familiar with these people, but I know that they probably are actors, obviously, and they probably play on movies. And Ilsa Fisher and Amy Adams. And also Johnny Depp and Screet Ulrich. So Johnny Depp, we all know him. He's... um. On the new movie, I think called Roscoe, it's like a animation movie for like kids and adults. One of those funny movies, and I think it's really interesting also. But we all know that Johnny Depp is famous for Pirates of the Caribbean. We've had tons and tons of movies from Pirates of the Caribbean. I remember Pirates of the Caribbean used to be the biggest thing out there. It's like we couldn't, we've always talked about, we're like, oh, did you see that movie? It's Pirates of the Caribbean, and everybody just loved that movie. And also Megan Fox and Angelina Jolie. You know, I really wouldn't have thought of this pair before, but then now when I look at the pictures, I wish you could see the pictures, but if you could really see the pictures, you you would kind of see the resemblance in them. I mean, their hair just looks so alike, and if you look at it and you stare at it, you're like, well, okay, I guess they could be a celebrity lookalikes. And this is celebrity lookalike, so they're not going to look exactly alike, but just similar. And the next pair is Terry Polo and Julie Boehm. And then the next one is Paul Newman and Marlon Brando. And the next pair that we have is Gary Boozy and Nick Nolte. And then Erica Christensen and Julia Stills. Wyona Ryder and Maura Kelly. And then um, we also have some more pairs, just three more pairs. Renee Zellweger and Joey Lauren Adams, as well as George Clooney and Adam Arkin. And then the last one is Zoe Deseland and Lizzie Kaplan. Okay, so mostly these stars look alike because of their hair color and hairstyle. But it also helps that they have the same bone structure, which frankly supports the look-alike or twin factor, I shall say. Because many people will go and look at these pictures and say, well, you know, I really don't think they look nothing alike. But then if you really look at it and you're really, you know, kind of, you know, zone in on it, 
you'll be like, well, I guess there's a resemblance. I mean, these stars aren't going to look exactly the same, not unless you're like twins like Mary-Kate and Ashley. So, um, I think they look pretty darn close because of their hair color and hairstyle. So, I guess you could say they're kind of the look-alike or twins, you shall say. Okay, and another bit today I would like to call um, is a new thing that I've actually named after also is called Maddie Rose's Crazy Day Facts. You know, I was looking on the internet last night and I was looking at all these crazy articles that were popping up and also some of the most interesting articles that, you know, sometimes have absolutely no matter to you and then you click on the article and you're like well that's interesting or that's so unique so um for maddie rose's crazy day facts today and also all my other shows that if you tune in also you never know when one of these crazy day facts will pop up but we also know that my middle name is you know quite frankly kind of funny rose and which is apparently a flower i don't think it's a vegetable my favorite flower, I must say. So on Maddie Rose's Crazy Day Facts today, I will be telling you what different colors of roses mean. Because it's just one of those things where you wonder about it. You know, I've wondered about roses all the time. And, you know, it's just like it was fate. An article popped up last night and, you know, I was looking at it and thought I would report on it. Okay, so... You, so you're probably wondering, how do you say this ever relates to fame? Well, you never know when your favorite celebrity will be wearing a rose or holding a bouquet of them on stage or on the red carpet. You just never know. It's going to be unpredictable. So, red means love and romance. Yellow means friendship, joy, and get well. Pink means love, gratitude, and appreciation. White means purity, innocence, sympathy, and spirituality. Orange means desire, enthusiasm, and passion. Mm, I love orange. I'm so enthusiastic. And plus, I have a passion for things, so that is like a perfect rose. I mean, orange isn't my favorite color, but I guess in the meaning of roses, I guess we could deal with it. And for lavender, enchantment, majesty, and love at first sight. And this is one of the most, I would say, popular rose out there. Not Well, red roses are popular too, but I mean for like... This matter, lavender roses are meant for royalty. And I was looking at the information behind this, and the lavender roses are actually for majesties. And I bet Prince Charles or, you know, all those princes and princesses and queens and kings have probably had some purple roses. So it's just great to look at. Okay, let's take a break. I'm Maddie Rose. Keep it right here. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. 
The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. What is Take Two? Take two crazy hosts, put them in front of two microphones, and use your two ears to enjoy the fun. Times two. Take Two. We'll go back, way back to the favorite TV shows of our childhood. Your parents' childhood. Um, no. Uh, try again, Chris. Take two. We'll take you back to the favorite TV shows of our generation, past and present, and apply them to what's going on in our own lives. Trust us, it'll be a blast. Tune in to Take Two every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. There is so much going on in the tech field. The Technology Show is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Technology Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. What are some of the issues that kids face every day? You'll find out when you tune in to the appropriately named Today's Kids. Your hosts are here to open the doors to a forum of all kinds of issues. Nothing is off the table here, and because it's on the Voice America Kids channel, you know you're getting a kid's perspective. Tune in every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Today's Kids. Your hosts will lead this forum of engaging conversation on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back to the program on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Maddie Rose, and Right now, our topic is going to be what I like to call red carpet super do's. This is a new bit that I'm going to introduce to you guys. And um, basically, we'll be looking at the styles that were recognized on the red carpets at um, the SAG Awards, the AMAs, the MTV EMAs, and the Emmy Awards. And each week, we'll pick one award show out of the following, and we'll talk about the style. 
So, though, for today's show, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the recently SAG Awards. Okay, so the SAG Awards um, we had on the red carpet that really standed out and most had the most stunning dresses, I shall say, is um, Lee Michelle, and we all know her from Glee. Lee Michelle, she is plays Rachel on Glee, and we all love Glee. And Rachel's a big part of that. She makes up Glee what it is, and she's just a good part of that. And at the red carpets at the SAG Awards, she was wearing a sparkly V-neck low-cut dress, and it was very stylish. It was, you know, sparkly, and it it I would just say it was nicely designed. And also we have Mila Kunis, and she was wearing a strapless, flowy dress that had red, white, and black colors. It was a very unique dress. Like, if you saw the picture, like, thinking about it right now, you're probably wondering, oh, what's so special about a red, white, and black dress? Well, it how it was created, it just seems so unique because um, usually the simple dresses that all the celebrities wear, it's either just... It's not, I shall say, technical because um, the one dress that Mila Kunis was wearing, it was very, like, intricately designed and the ruffles weren't like other ruffles and it just looked really nice. And also, noticing Mila Kunis, you might have not heard of that or have heard, and she's been on The 70s Show. Um, She's very popular on that show, so if you heard of her, I bet that rings a bell. Okay, and then we have one girl, lady I shall say, January Jones. She was wearing a black gown with gold designs and spaced throughout the dress. And I shall say that it had kind of an oriental feel. Because like how the designs were created, like how it looked, it just kind of gave you that feel. You know, one of those feelings when you look at a person and they're holding like candy, they're like, wow, that must be really sweet. <laughs> you know, just one of those things. Okay. And then, so we have Christina Hendricks wearing a bathrobe-like dress. I mean, this dress looked like a bathrobe, like that was tied on, but it was black. It was a black bathroom-like dress, but it was totally appropriate for the occasion, which makes it just right, not dissing the outfit or anything, but it just kind of reminded me of a bathroom. But it looked really nice. I mean, if you looked at the picture, you would have agreed. I mean, and it was kind of had a shimmer to it, so it was just perfect, you know, not like other bathrooms out there. <laughs> And then we have Natalie Portman wearing a simple strapless white gown. So there was a couple sparkles on top, but it was very simple, but yet elegant. Elegance can be simple. Like they say, more is good, more is better. And then, you know, even less is better. It's the pretty much equal, I shall say. And then we have Claire Danes wearing a frilly floral turquoise gown. And there was flowers on it, and there was frills everywhere, and it was a long, flowy gown. So, you know, it was just perfect to walk against the red carpet, you know, dragging it. (laughs) And then we have Kim Kardashian. Um, You may have heard Kim Kardashian from MTV, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I don't watch that show. Um, um, Maybe some of you have, but... Um, on the SAG Award, she was wearing a stylish one-shoulder, excuse me, purple dress with gold designs on it. And these designs kind of had a, kind of looked like rope almost, but it was like, 
like embroidered on the dress so it had like a very unique like design okay and then moving on we have rosari dawson wearing a simple yellow dress i mean who doesn't love the color yellow it reflects on you know like the roses that i were taught that i was talking about you know how it's like get well and all that things yeah actually it means get well joy and friendship i mean what a nice dress nice color (laughs) And then we have Hillary Swank wearing a one-shoulder nude-colored gown with beaded embellishments. And it's very simple, very trendy, very stylish. And then we have Diana Agron, and she's from Glee. She's actually a cheerleader. She actually plays the character Gwen on Glee. And like I said, I watch Glee. I know the characters, and Gwen's a big part of it. I guess that she just had a baby on the show. And, um, yeah, so now Glee Club. So it seems like we're seeing a lot of Glee coming on to everywhere in our life, like at the SAG Awards. I mean, they're probably at every single award show. But, you know, for the red carpet wise, like for the most like popular and stylish dresses, it seems like we're seeing a lot of them. Okay, and then we also have Julia Stills. Oh, wait, back to Deanna Aragon. She was wearing a dark blue and black strapless lace dress with a bow, which is very stylish. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Maddie Rose, and our topic today is red carpet super dues. Okay, and then moving on to Julia Stills. She was wearing a strapless dark blue dress intertwined with with, um, a white long gown. So, with... So it was blue with white, and it's kind of had, like, one of those linear effects. Like, half of the dress was, like, um, blue, and then the other half of the dress was, like, white. I wouldn't say it's, like, checkered or anything like that. It's nothing crazy like that, but more, like, seeped together to have, like, like light blue in the middle. You know, kind of those things where it's like you mix, like, you have a paint tray, and then you're mixing because you want, you know... You want a, like, a really cool color, a stunning color. You know, you take yellow, then you take blue, and you mix them together. And then in the middle will be, like, green. Yeah, kind of those one of those things. You know what I'm talking about. And then with Sofia Vergara, she was wearing a vibrant blue dress. And it was V-neck cut. And then we have Eva Longoria. And I've talked about Eva Longoria before because from the, um, I believe, the EMAs, she was the host, I believe, And she was wearing a nude-colored gown with a tint of gold and frills at the bottom. And if you were to see this dress, it's very stunning. Okay, so for the topics now, I would like to move on and kind of talk about this one bit I also have. We have a lot of bits today on the Fame Game, which makes it even more fun. Okay, so this bit is called Name That Brand, Celebrity Edition. Okay, so in this bit, I'll be talking about the brands celebrities wear some might wear brands that we've heard of ourselves or even wear ourselves i mean because you know there's this whole controversy sometimes and i've heard of this before that people will fight over like what celebrities wear they'll be like no they only wear designer they don't wear like what we wear you know but it's true that they do wear designer clothes but that doesn't limit them from you know wearing the clothes that we wear i know that if or when i ever become famous i wouldn't just totally switch off to designer clothes i would totally miss my 
you know, my old brands, my brands. <laughs> so, okay, so there must be tons of designer brands that the celebrity wears. And to name a few might be like Coco and Chanel and even maybe like um, Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton. But also that doesn't mean that they can't wear the clothes that we wear because, you mean, I c it could even be their favorite brands. And some brands that they wear and I've actually seen, and I wear some of these brands myself, is um, Abercrombie & Fitch. They're a very big clothing store found in the 1800s, um, somewhere around the 1850s. And they're very big. A lot of the teenagers shop there now. And we also had American Eagles. I know I have a pair of shoes from American Eagles, so I've heard of that before. We also have Urban Outfitters, Juicy Couture, and American Apparel. So you see that we've heard of these, you know, they're not the designer designer clothes like they don't cost like millions of dollars but it's okay you know celebrities can wear anything basically okay so moving on to spring fashion so we all know that you know winter's kind of going away now even though it may be cold right now it's still going to be spring the coldness isn't going to stop spring from coming so those very vibrant co colors are coming back because the winter fashion is going to coming to an end. And winter fashion, it used to be kind of winter fall fashion, I shall say. It's kind of more of the darker colors, you know, kind of like the browns and the blacks and the, the grays and the nude colors, you know. But we always see like there's very colorful things coming out now in winter, but still wintry um colors in general are very like dark and concealed colors but um for spring like I said it's very vibrant colors it could be like I know one my favorite colors like colors in general are neon colors because I like the whole you know like the popping out thing I shall I really call it like the popping out theory almost because you know there's just some um clothes that you can wear that could pop out and even like shoes, like I absolutely love, and this is my favorite brand of shoes, are Converse. I love the um, the neon Converse. And you know, I like heels too and stuff. I'm a girl, so I like all that stuff. But it's just really cool. But not only that, but this for spring, it looks like the printed patterns are here. And it looks like skirts and dresses will be more popular now. But, you know, jeans will never go out of style, no matter the season. And, I mean, who doesn't love a good pair of skinny jeans? I love skinny jeans, okay? And though spring is not limited to great tops and shoes, there are going to be many different styles and new styles that we'll see. Okay, so to wrap my show up, um, I just wanted to inform you that my next show, it will be my first theme show and my theme of the show is called The Legacy of Fame. There, I will have some more great segments and bits. Though as for the theme part, there will be more talking about celebrities and stars from the past and present, and all about them. And maybe I'll even have an interview with someone special and some special prizes to give away. You never know. Well, tune in next time to find out. I hope you listen. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to The Fame Game. I am Maddie Rose, and this is the Voice America Kids Network. Thank you again for listening to The Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Be sure to join Maddie Rose again next week for another great show.
listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. 